Good evening. Merry Christmas. Because in this house, we don't say happy holidays. We say Merry fucking Christmas, all right? This is America, all right? <laughs> don't laugh, Charlie. You know. Happy holidays. You fucking piece of shit. It's I'm a sorry. festivus. This started off. This started off very angrily, and I'd like to apologize to everybody involved. Um, welcome to the Sunday Worship. I'm Stefan, and this is my good friend. Charlie. And uh, this is our special uh, Christmas episode, because it is December 20th of 2020, so it's 2020. Is it 2020 right now? I mean, 12, 2020. No, oh, no. Oh, oh shit, it's the winter solstice! Oh, uh, yeah, we're on solstice now. We, I missed the whole 2020 experience. I hung, at least I hung out with good people. You did hang out with the best people, in fact. Which is myself. Oh, but you dude, it's winter solstice. People. It is now officially. Oh, that's perfect. It's winter solstice, everybody. Oh, dude, that's perfect. Um, it is a very important time of the year. We are now in the shortest day of the year. This is uh, it's an important time. But we're going to talk about Christmas. We're going to talk about uh, talk about some Christmas traditions, some things you might not know about Christmas, things you might not know about Santa. Or Sinta, San, Sinta, say it, Charlie. Sinterklaas? 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 St. Nicholas? St. Nicholas, uh, what is another Yosho Jisho? Yosho Jisho. Is that what it is? Yosho Jisho? I think so. Um, but yeah, Charlie, let's, uh, what do you, what do you want to talk about with the Christmases? So I figure, uh, on a good winter solstice and we're going to talk about Christmas why not start with what Christmas was like for Steffi? For little Steffi. For little Steffi as a kid. Yeah. So uh, there's uh, the what. So this is a good segue into kind of what we're going to be talking about tonight. I this for for me Christmas, what, the actual day of Christmas wasn't super important to me. the The gifts were nice. Um, the family stuff was okay, but the important part of Christmas to me as a child, um, was the idea of this mysterious man coming in the middle of the night and leaving gifts and completely doing it under the guise of, you know, it, it was very mysterious to me. Like I would go to bed I would always try and stay up the whole time thinking that if I stayed up long enough, I would be able to catch Santa. I remember I even had a plan when I was a kid. I remember I wrote Santa a letter and I left it on the, whatever the thing on the, the fireplace. Yeah. On the mantle of the fireplace. And it was something like, like Santa, like I know you're real Santa. Like, don't worry. I'm not a non-believer, but, I want to prove to my friends because, like, there's kids talking shit about Santa. I would always, I would fucking always, I was always on the Santa train, all right? For, like, probably way too long. Uh, but I uh, I wrote Santa this letter, and I was like, I want to prove to my friends that Santa's real. So I left a camera, like a little, you remember the, like, the... The, yeah, the little uh, like the, disposable yeah, camera. Disposable camera. I, I couldn't think of that. I had one. And I left it on the mantle with my note. Can you take a Elfie? I was like, can you take a picture of you and Rudolph? Because I want to show it to my friends so they know that you're real. Yo, that is super uh, adorable. I mean, it was kind of adorable. 
I forget what my dad wrote in a thing or whatever. Something like, I don't, he's like, I'm like a vampire. I don't turn up on mirrors or something. I don't remember. Is that what your dad said? Santa Claus is like a vampire? Something like that. Oh he my, had some, he I'm had like some, a vampire. Or maybe I didn't even have a camera. Maybe it was something, maybe it was Santa said that he didn't have a camera with him. Something like that. There was something, there was a camera involved and I was going to get, uh, a picture of, of Santa Claus and I was going to show it to my friends and I was going to be like, fuck you guys. I was right. You were wrong. Cause you would have had to develop that. That would have taken you weeks to develop the photo. Probably. I don't probably something. I don't know. We remember that we had the one hour photos at Kmart back then. Remember? Is that where you, is that where you would drop off your, um, your, uh, disposable camera to get developed? You would drop it off at Walmart. Well, we I mean, were, I mean Kmart. Sorry. We were a Kmart fan. Kmart. Sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to say Walmart. We didn't have Walmart my whole life either. I, uh, I think so. But we would take our. We had a, like a Fox photo or something like that. Mm. There was like a one hour photo. But I remember those. But uh, a lot of the times, people would take theirs to uh, like the drugstore. Yeah, they had them at like the drugstore, pharmacy like Rite places. Aids and yeah, CBS. Rite Aid. I wonder. So if you 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 do photography, where uh, ish? Where do you if you need to get film developed now? Where do you go? Or is everything digital? What if you had like an old? Like you you still buy disposable cameras, right? Uh, I don't know. I know that there's places that still develop film. Um, they I do know. I actually a friend of mine is is actually like a trained photographer and works for a local college. He and, would probably know them, right? Well, so he's been doing, I guess he's in his sixties and he's been doing photography his whole life. And so he actually went and taught a course on antique processing and all it, you know, like I thought that that was so fun. Like in the room with the red light. and Well, yeah, I don't know what, what all they went into, but like, I thought it was kind of interesting to hear, you know, traditional film referred to as antique processing. Well, you would imagine uh, we got to get off this camera thing because it's yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. to do with yeah, what yeah, we yeah. talk about. But I would imagine that man being six years old just went from oh my god from film being filmed to Dude, everything basically digital. A, basically a fuck yeah, basically a fucking pinhole camera. I would I would imagine in photography. I wonder if that's kind of like similar to how some people view vinyl. You know mm. what I mean? Like there's like that. The richness that you get, yeah, something about. I think I, I don't know. I I don't think that that's the case. That's my personal opinion. I don't think that there's the same. I don't think you have the parallel in that. You don't think so? No. Like you think they want the more crisp, clear digital stuff? Yeah, I mean, I think that there's surely there's an art to the an traditional aesthetic f- film because I mean, you think about it. You better get. You better have perfect composition, because. You've only got this many shots with this roll of film. Right, yeah. So you better fucking ace it. Whereas, like, fuck, you, I get thousands of fucking shots on a camera at this, at this point. You know what I mean? I get, you can, one of my cameras, you can put two memory cards in the thing and, like, things are fucking, you can run You can't even day. take that many pictures, right? Right, you can't, you can't really, I can't fill it up. Um, You could with video. Anyway, so, back to Steffi, Santa Claus, cameras, sorry about that. So... The thing that I always liked about Christmas Eve was the anticipation. And there was this mis- there was this mystery about it. 
the whole idea of Santa Claus, um, the reindeer, everything. It was this mystery. And, and I, we've talked about this before, Charlie, I don't know that we've talked about it on the podcast, but, uh, kind of the idea of Santa Claus, I, I truly believe was, um, uh, influencing factor in my spiritual development in my life because, Santa Claus to me was a mystery and to me, it's very important. And this is just me personally, just how I view the world. I don't want to live in a world where there's no mystery left. That's not, that's not the world that I want to live in. And this whole idea of Santa Claus coming in the middle of the night and nobody really has proof that he exists, but lots of kids believe it was this mystery. And I never lost that mystery. Like it it led into, you know, my interest in paranormal stuff and occult stuff and UFOs, Bigfoot, all that stuff, I think really stemmed from this, this Santa Claus thing. And like, and, and honestly, that whole thing played into like my religious views as a kid. Like, even though I do think that the church did a number on me as it did quite a few people, (laughs) um, well, I mean, I held some pretty shitty beliefs as when I was younger and we've talked about this. Um, I didn't like gay people. I was afraid of Islamic people, that sort of thing. Um, because of, but growing up in a church, but there was also this aspect of religion, um, that was mysterious to me. Like it, the, the whole, I like the mysterious. I always have, and I hopefully always will. Um, and it, as much as I want to find the answers to the mysteries, I don't ever want to find them all out, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Does that I, make sense? Um, that, yeah, I, that totally makes sense. I, without going down a rabbit hole that we don't really need to go down now, I, um, I have gotten to the point where I am okay with not knowing. And I like it. I like the not knowing and not needing to know. Does that make any sense to yeah, you? Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, I think that that's honestly a big point of contention for some people their whole lives is that they have to know. like Because there was a point in my life where I uh, I got obsessed with this idea of figuring out what the meaning of life was, mm-hmm. right? Um, I remember having this conversation with somebody. I was living out in Tulsa, and it was like almost like, you know how people go down these conspiracy so they get way too far into the conspiracy world. Like, and conspiracies are real. Like, we know that there are some conspiracies that are real. Yeah. And some people go, like, next thing you know, they're talking about Jews or lizard people. And, you know, just it gets it, it gets crazy. Um, but I got that way with, like, trying to figure out what the meaning of life was. Like, it, like there was like, there was some right answer to it that somebody knew somewhere that they just weren't telling me. Now I don't, I think the meaning of life is kind of just whatever you make it. Right. Um, but yeah, I totally, I do get that. I'm definitely okay with not knowing now. I'm, I'm okay with not knowing a lot of things. I do. I want to learn more things. Absolutely. But I don't need to know everything and nor will I ever know everything. I do know everything. No, you don't. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Santa Claus gave you your thirst for the mystic. 
the, for the mystical. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. I would say so. That, so, I mean, can can I ask you what? How did you did you have any of that when you were a kid? Like, did you do the Santa thing? Yeah, because um, I know some people. I always feel bad for the kids that their parents don't even try to do Santa with them. Yeah, so I definitely had the Santa thing. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure when the Santa thing ended. Um, so. I have this weird thing and like, I just recently, as you know, I just recently started going to therapy, mm-hmm. right? And um, for a couple of reasons, which are both good reasons, I think. Um, and that's one of the things I said I was to, to the therapist. I was like, I have this thing where I don't have very many memories. And like all the people I'm around tell me all these memories of all this stuff that they have. And I'm like, how do you have so many damn memories? I don't have any of this stuff. Really? Right. So I don't have very many memories. Though, like, um, I do know that I believed in Santa Claus. I do know that that was something that was, like, talked about. I vaguely remember putting out cookies sometime. Um, I know that I got jaded young, and so, but I still, I liked Christmas, um, but I think by the time I was in my early teens, it really wasn't, like, cool. Like, I was, like, fuck, I was, I, I had gotten to the point where I was, like, fuck family. It's kind of like, fuck, fuck this whole family thing. Not intentionally, I didn't say that out loud, but I just right. didn't want to go do any of it. Um, and like we had this like tradition thing where like you would open one present the night before. That was my favorite thing about. Like I, I love that. Yeah, I yeah. know we didn't do that in my family, but I knew some people was like one Christmas or one present on Christmas. Yeah, Eve. yeah. Um, the, I guess like one memory that sticks out in my head is I remember like, and this had to have been something my dad came up with, was. I got a bunch of, like, X-Men figures. Yeah. And he hung the packages on the branches of the trees. Not with wrapping on them or anything, just hung the packages. I thought that was the coolest Like, were fucking... they like the, like the action figures oh, like yeah. we played with? When yeah, we and they were good ones, too. These were... These were Top of the line. Mwah, chef's kiss fucking <laughs> X-Men. I won't forget that. That tree had those on there, and they're... They were really good ones. These were not, these were just like the perfect X-Men. So I have that memory. That is probably one of my fondest memories. And then I, I do remember like a couple years later, like I moved in with my brother and I took those X-Men over there. And when I left, those X-Men stayed there. And my gr- you know, he, my brother's like 10 years older than me. He kind of like decorated the kitchen with these X-Men because <laughs> he was into them too. But yeah, like I don't have a ton of memories. And so I really can't... Um. It's not a it's not a nostalgia thing for you. I think that Christmas for a lot of people, even when they get older, it like for the experience that I just explained yeah, to you that yeah, I have, especially shit, yeah. especially for people that have kids. Like I don't, you know, neither of us have kids, so I don't really know what that's like. But I would imagine my rats would beg to differ. <laughs> they hate me. By the they way, they are very cute. They are here with us right now. What are their names? 
Mango and uh, cantaloupe. Yeah. Mango and cantaloupe. Yeah. Rats. They're very cute. Um, Speaking but, of cantaloupe, uh, most people um, our age cantaloupe because they can't afford to. Oh, my God, Charlie. You're just... You, ah, you are a dad. You're a dad. I Big am dad, a dad jokes. I'm a rat dad. You're a rat dad. Rat daddy. Rat daddy. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, dude. So, I, I just don't have a ton of memories. Um, I will say this. Uh, my grandmother raised me from the time I was 10 uh, up until I was 20-something. So, <laughs> so, God bless that woman was a saint. And um, I do know that she always went way out of her way to provide a Christmas that I could have, uh, you know, that any kid would have fucking asked for. I just don't remember it. I just, I know she did her best and I know it was always good from her doings. I just don't remember it. Um, this is like a side note and I'm just curious as to what, so does it, does your therapist think that that'll come back to you or is that just not, you just don't have those memories? I mean, I, you know, she, she, I don't want to say that she brushed it off, but she kind of explained it away as like, almost like, you know, like people forget stuff for different reasons and, you know, it could be head trauma. It could be, um, re- like regular trauma. It could be just almost like, almost like car compartmentalization, like my brain, like not needing that space, like not using, using that space for something else. And like, yeah, that makes sense. You know? So, uh, she didn't really give me an answer. Okay. I was just curious. And like, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's a coping mechanism that I've created or, or maybe I just don't have a good memory. Okay. Oh yeah, that was the other thing. She was like, "It could just be that you just you just don't have great memory. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> just not good." Um, and, and frankly, I, I think that's kind of true. Like, it could be from drugs. Like, oh, that was the other thing. It could be drugs. You, you oh did, yeah, you did do some drugs and some alcohol, so that could be it. And like, yeah, it's. Like I was talking to um, uh, my stepbrother the other day he called me cause he had some question about, he wanted to get my dad something for Christmas and want to know if he would like it or whatever. And then he was trying to talk to me about when we lived out in Tulsa at the same time. And he's like, Oh, you remember? I was like, dude, I don't from like 20 until I left Tulsa at like 25, like that whole thing. It's like, there's fuck you were out there for five years. Yeah. So uh, the, I was like, that whole thing is like a, a bit of a blur to me. Like, the whole thing out in Tulsa. Like, I remember bits and pieces, but it a lot of it was just like a drunken haze. Like, I remember, like, the specific events. Like, I remember getting arrested a couple of times, <laughs> like, stuff like that. But Was any of it on Christmas? <laughs> no, I'm trying to think. What did I do on Christmas out there? See, I don't even remember. I don't right. even remember. I don't remember not one Christmas out there. Yeah. Um. But let's uh, let's get into, uh, let's get into some Santa lore. Okay, so when... So we both have the same idea of Santa, right? This, I mean, modern day, we think of the fat white guy with the white beard, the white hair, the red coat with the white fur floofies on there, which we're sure are vegan. Definitely vegan fur. There's no way that Santa Claus is not vegan. Absolutely not. Okay. I mean, he's a commie. We'll come back to that. that that's the whole point of this is to prove <laughs> that Santa Claus is, in fact, 
a communist. I was wrong, folks. Communism is coming to America and has already came to America. Oh, yeah. Our last episode. Oh, no. The, no, the, it wasn't. That wasn't our episode. So, uh, so if you get a chance, you definitely got to check out our Facebook page, The Sunday Worship. And you can see the the mini that um, Stefan did. He did like a 15-minute short on why communism is not coming to America. Um, but now I'm going to tell you that communism, in fact, is coming to America via Santa Claus. But anyway, so yeah, we all have this idea of Santa Claus in this, you know, red suit, all that shit, reindeer, blah, 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 blah. So in, in like a very unprofessional way, we're going to tie in how we ended up with that dude in America. And I will tell you that I learned a fuck ton of information that I will not be able to even relay all of it because it was so much. Um there's a lot. There is a lot going yeah. on with Santa Claus. It, what what all coalesced into the idea that we have today of, of Santa Claus is a lot. Right. And, and up to uh, the time of year and how perfect it is that we're recording this on the solstice. I think that that is so synchronous. It's yeah, like, no, it what's really the is. chances, yeah. dude? I and mean, we'll because, get into that. But yeah, yeah, I mean, because we definitely did not plan to do this on the solstice. And it, we actually like... It was just today that we decided we were going to even get yeah, together. And we pissed around all day until it was <laughs> yeah, after midnight. After midnight, yeah. We, we just farted around all day. And so um, so I guess where I kind of would start, what I learned, um, it's like in the Norse country, like we're talking pre-Christ, yeah, yeah, in in early yeah. pay. Let's start off with let's start off with Saint Nicholas. You so I would be working backward. I, I would, oh, you want, okay? Let's do this chronologically. Backwards. Let's do yeah, this yeah, chronologically. Yeah, I mean, best I can. I, okay. I, so we're talking pre Christ. You've got Yule, right? Yeah, it's the old Norse pagan festival. Right. So. We hear Yule Tide all the time, right? Like the Roll Tide. No, not Roll no, Tide. I know. That's some stupid hick football thing. Alabama. <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't know what I'm talking about with football, but I just assume nobody does. Anything's hicky. If it, if I don't like it, it's hick shit, right? <laughs> Basically. Basically. Sorry, football is great. Uh, foosball is not the devil. Anyway, so um, these fuckers, the the men would go out and like dragging the biggest goddamn log that they could find. Like, I, I don't know, like, maybe this is where Paul Bunyan comes from. But anyway, like, they would go and you'd get the biggest log they could. They would drag it home, and they would burn it, right? Is That's, that the, where the Yule log comes yeah, yeah, from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where the Yule log comes so, from. So, wait, so they would go out, and they would find the biggest log. Tree, they would cut down a tree? I don't know if they would cut down a tree or find the biggest one that they could. That's already, yeah, that's already dead. It would, it would make sense to me that they would find they one that's already been it, failed because yeah. they're going to burn it. But then again, you get a hot enough fire, you can burn just about anything. That's true. Including people. Um, so they get the biggest log that they could, and they drag this bastard back to the house. So first off, you're already a badass because you're dragging logs. You know, You'll have that sometimes. Oh my god! God, I'm so sorry. I can't help myself. <laughs> uh, anyway, so you drag this log back and you set this bastard on fire, and apparently, every ember that comes off of the fire is supposed to represent an animal that will be born in the following year. 
Oh shit, really? Right. And so and we're and so this is all going on when a winter solstice, right? Winter yeah. solstice, right? And um and so that would represent what basically like it's not a harvest when it's animals, but you know the birth of the calves and all this fucking. So the basically the more food and more livestock they're gonna right, have. the spring that's coming right with right. all the animals are gonna be born and um, which also is this was a time of feast right because it's winter and they would kill off a whole bunch of these motherfuckers you know not not the people the the animals right yeah you know for the winter to come because in Nordic countries like bro winter ain't no joke. It ain't this global warming shit we got in Virginia. No, no. It's I mean, this show was epic. Hard living. Yeah, it was epic. Like, first off, like, you know, I, I, I'm not going to go too far off into racing. I hate it because we're going to have to circle back to race again later on. Um, but people always say, like, uh, <laughs> you know, these white supremacists, people are like, oh, we're the master race. If you were so goddamn smart, why were you living in ten foot of snow? Oh yeah, I, I well that goes back. Why to... Why don't it. you move to a nice island somewhere? Well, where it's no, warm so, and there's fish and. Well, so you're talking about you know up in the north, the Nordic countries and stuff. It's it's hard. The winters are very long and very hard. And I always thought it was funny to me that when they made it to England, right? They made it to 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 the UK. Um, they found this land and they're like, this is paradise. <laughs> but we think of it as <laughs> like rainy cold, and dreary. Yeah. It's like, it's, uh, it's basically Eastern Seattle, right? That's like, that's the way yeah. I see it's the Seattle of the Eastern West. Yeah, basically. But <laughs> I just, Europe, it's the Seattle. Of, yeah. That is funny. I never thought of that. Well, yeah. Like they really, when they got, cause that's all they wanted. I mean, they just wanted to go there and have farmland cause it is really hard to farm up in fucking Norway. Yeah. Damn but, Nordics. So anyway, so these fuckers, you know, they'd be feasting and shit. And, and so there's your Yule log, right? And they would, I don't know why, but they would drag in evergreens and apparently evergreens to them represented this like, you know, this one thing that could make it through this dark, horrible time. And like, it just paints this picture in my head of like, like just this looming sadness, like seasonal, what is it? Seasonal affective, affective disorder. disorder? Yeah. yeah. Like for everybody. It's like, oh, here it comes, everyone. Get ready. It's seasonal affective disorder season. <laughs> like, let's burn a log and drag trees inside. Like, who the fuck was like, hey, bro, let's cut down a tree and drag it inside. I mean, that's interesting to me. I didn't know that about the um, the sparks coming off of it and stuff. That's really interesting. Yeah, each each one's supposed to represent, like, like some shit that's going to be born the next year, which, hey, man. Uh, you know, hey, whatever. It almost kind of is. Rep, uh, reminds me of like thinking like we're stardust. It's like a representation of that. Like every star, piece of stardust that fell. So that so that's where the whole idea of the Yule log comes from. Right. Yeah. Uh, best. That's the from my little. Uh, so did you um did you get any uh did you read research anything or read anything about um tying Odin into the idea of Santa Claus? So, 
All right. So here, it's funny that you say that because like the very next thing that I came into when I was researching that shit was that the like the early Germans um, had wrapped Odin into this fe- into these festivities, right? Uh, but so not knowing, you probably know far more about these Norse gods than I do, but not knowing a lot about it, I thought it was, I'm like, oh shit, this dude rode a flying eight-legged horse? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I forget the name of it, but yeah. Yeah, so he rode a flying horse, but it it wasn't necessarily a good thing. Like, people wanted to stay inside because, like, they thought that Odin was going to come and maybe, like, um, apparently he was the decider of who would prosper the next come the coming season and who would do shitty and so people were like trying to stay inside and stay out of the line of sight because they didn't want odin to come by and be like oh you're gonna suck next year guess what no crops for you motherfucker have you heard that i I don't know like you 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 know Um, more about the norse stuff than i do i don't know that specifically i just i know that there was this um belief in Germanic Norse paganism that uh, the idea of fate was a very the fate was determined by the gods right so you the idea of free will was a weird thing for them in the, not like how we think of it today they everything you did was already fated by the gods so you didn't really have a say. So the idea that that you would want to hide from from somebody like Odin, because like Odin wasn't always good. I mean, he right. this whole idea of uh, like these moral gods and stuff. Like the thing that I always appreciated about about uh, Indo European paganism and just really paganism in general uh, throughout the entire world is their gods were a lot like us. They made mistakes. They, uh, mm, yeah, they had character flaws. They they were a lot like people. They were more like people than than when we got into monotheism. But the, yeah, that whole idea of them trying to to, you know, stay out of uh, the ire of Odin <laughs> is definitely the, rings true from what I've read. Um. So like. Here we are, we're fucking, we're, we're pre-Christ, and we're already, we're already seeing this flying figure, right? We have a flying figure on an animal. Okay, this is not exactly what we think of as Santa Claus, and it's definitely not reindeer, but I'm just, it, it is like the first- We're getting close. We're getting a, that, a, this a fuzzier, pa- yeah, this, this is a fuzzy picture. That's a great way of, it's yeah. like, off in the distance, like, what is that? Like- I'm like, okay, that's kind of interesting. Like, bro, Jesus ain't even born yet. Right, yeah, no, absolutely. But let's go holler at our friends, the Romans. Okay, the Romans? See, I don't know anything about this at all. Okay, so, like, we're we're still talking solstice. So we're still in the exact same time, right? Right. Um, I saw some conflicting stuff, but apparently, like, the solstice is different there like like maybe a couple days different i don't know if there's yeah i think the i think that the whole timing because the whole timing of of christmas time like is uh it's more because it was like a week-long festival wasn't it really something like that 
It's yeah. not exactly the the dates aren't exact from what I I could gather. All right, but anyway, I mean, we, we the solstice, the winter solstice is the shortest day of the year. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and that's what, what we look at. But so anyway, there was like there were f- there were festivals and stuff that went on during that time in Rome. There was one around the god Saturn. Yeah, it was that the Saturnalia? Uh, Saturnalia or Saturnalia, like yeah, whatever. Okay. So you got that going on at Solstice around there. And then this god that I really don't know much about, which you did already, which is Mithra. Yeah, I know. Just I know of it, not really okay. about it. So I don't know a ton, yeah, I, I, but what is what is crazy... He's born on December 25th, right? Right. Born on December 25th. I'm like, hold up. Wait a minute. So I've always known that Christmas had tons of like paganism just sprinkled all through it, right? So Mithra, sun god, right? Mm-hmm. Supposedly born from a rock. Okay. So... You could make a stretch and say, "Virgin di- birth, virgin birth, divine birth, birth, birth from nothing." Um, to the, the, I don't know if I don't want to use. The, I'm just going to use the word cult, but I don't mean that in a bad sense. Um, right, that, it sounds like yeah. a loaded word, but it was there was because whenever everything I've read about Mithra was the cults of Mithra, the cult of Mithra, and, right? Yeah. And, and, and you know, I don't. I kind of think cult is uh, cult is a loaded word, and it sh- I don't think it should be, but it is for whatever reason. Just because we tied to Jonestown, yeah, and yeah, and and I don't think it should. But anyway, so the 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 group that worshipped Mithra, like the twenty fifth, was the holiest day of the year. It's specifically the twenty fifth. Now, apparently, this was not a very big group of people, but they were all influential people. Right, it was kind of like they were like the Illuminati at the time, right? Right, right. Yeah. they were they were like they were like the in crowd, right? Because they had like they had their own mystery school and everything surrounding Mithra. Now, this I didn't know. I, I don't so know. what I know about Mithra is that it was um, some people, some scholars would argue that Mithra was kind of the precursor to Christ, right? Born on December twenty fifth. Um, had this whole mystery religion built around it. So with these mystery religions, we know that they existed because there's they talk about them. There's uh, idols and stuff that we that that archaeologists have found, but we don't really know. Like it was a literally what it was like a mystery school, a mystery religion. Like that we don't really know much other than that they existed and that there was um, this this what you would call like kind of like a cult. Like it was like you, like you said, these, these upper echelon guys were part of this thing. So you got this kind of virgin birth and the fact that there was no pregnant person to give birth to this God. Um, So, but we've got a flying person, right? We got this flying person on an animal from the, the Nordic people have given us that shoot down to Rome. All this is going on around solstice time, right? Mm-hmm. 
Now we've got the 25th. We've got a virgin birth on the 25th. We got the flying guy. And it's like, on top of that, with with Mithra, like, there were shepherds that came from different places to worship. Oh, really? To worship the infant, the infant Mithra in a pasture. Okay, so now we've got the 25th. We've got the flyer. It's like, what's next? I don't know. What is next, Charlie? <laughs> so... So this is starting to starting to look more and more like Christmas that we know. Right, right, right. So now we got what you wanted to talk about, St. Nicholas. St. Nicholas. So here's so I learned, um, I always knew that St. Nicholas was like a real person. Um, and I'll have to go off some yeah, I, you got some stuff on this too, but um we learned some interesting things that I didn't know about um about St. Nicholas. So St. Nicholas was a real saint, was a real person, a historic, was a real historic figure. Was I, was he a, a bishop? Yeah. He, and a bishop, like, and this wasn't that long after Christ was gone. Fourth century, right? Third, third, late third into the fourth century. So the guy had never been gone that long. Yeah, no, this isn't that, this isn't that far. So when, we think of saints, we typically think of the Catholic Church and Rome and everything. What surprised me was that St. Nicholas was born in Myra, Turkey. Turkish. Turkish. When you think of Turkish. Uh, think of the think Ottomans, of? Muslims, Islam. like Yeah, I mean, I think of uh, coffee. Tobacco. <laughs> yeah. Camel cigarettes. Camel cigarettes, yeah. Ashish. I don't know. I mean, I... I, I I didn't think of St. Nicholas. No. You know, that's what I get for being an asshole. And then, so he was born to, uh, the myth behind it is that he, uh, his parents uh, couldn't conceive a child and they prayed in desperation and prayed and prayed and prayed and were finally given a child only to have that child orphaned shortly after by the death of both the parents, right? What a weird, I mean, like... Here's the thing. This is a real cat. Yeah, no, this there's, really, there's, he really was There's an really orphan. no disputing that this, this was a real person. And here you go. Here's like a kind of like a, I don't know. It's not exactly the same, but it's just a weird kind of like parallel to the whole uh, Yeshua deal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, there's, there's definitely some similarities. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not saying that um, St. Nicholas was, you know, like a Christ figure. By oh, no, I mean, no, I'm not. Either. But, yeah, yeah, I'm not insinuating um, that. He was definitely a figure in the early church for sure. Uh, but he was he was orphaned, and then he was raised by his uncle, who was a bishop. Right. In 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 the I think it was it the Greek Orthodox because uh, they have saints too. I do believe he was a Greek. They I were think so. Greek Orthodox. Not that that really matters too much. No, that makes. I think you're right. But he was right. raised by. Uh, he was raised by his uncle, and what does his uncle say? Something like his greatest wish for him was that he would bring joy to other people. Like that's what he wanted for his nephew. Right. And he was like, he was a you know bishop. Like he was, that was like pretty high society. You know, back then that was he's probably pretty well to do. Right. He wasn't a poor person. You know, he wasn't a peasant. But apparently, how Saint Nicholas got his his good reputation as being a a holy man and a good man and like trying to do good for other people 
outside of himself was. So do you do you know the story about the the three women? Yeah. So. So or the three sisters, like right? Yeah. There's this there's this account that he um he was passing by and there was this this man with three daughters and if you know if he did not have his family did not have a dowry to pay for them to be married off, which, you know, it's kind of like, first off, it's kind of weird now that I think about like, you're marrying off your daughter, but you also have to pay. It's like, what does that say about women? What are you saying? Like, eh, my daughters kind of suck. So here's 50 bucks. And yeah. It's weird to me that you would have to pay, like right. pay somebody to, which I guess like, daughter, this but. is still, I think this is still kind of passed down this far away because in modern day society, a lot of people, it's thought that the woman's family pays for the wedding. Did you know this? Yeah, no, that's always typically, I mean, that's still how things are done. The women. Isn't that weird? I think that's where that comes from. It's like, Hey, please. Please take her off our hands. Because I remember Here's fifty bucks. It was always like uh, I think traditionally, um, and neither of us are married, so I don't really know. But um, uh, the bride's family would pay for the wedding, and then I think the groom's family would pay for the alcohol of the wedding. <laughs> I think that's the. Were you raised by it, alcoholics? Um, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know about that. I I, I just know about the. Uh, I just imagining like. The, the, chic- the chicanery that we go on. I'm pretty sure. I mean, like, I think that's, I think that's still how it's, it's done, but. But anyway, so he passes by, he sees this, somehow overhears all of this going on. And, uh, if, since he couldn't, the family couldn't afford the dowry, they were going to become, these women were going to become prostitutes. Now some would, um, sugarcoat it and say slavery, but shit, what, like, they're sold into prostitution, right. not like they're choosing to go. Like yeah, they were going to be forced wanna, into something. Yeah, they're like, their I want to be a lady of the night. You know, like they, they were being forced into it. Yeah, it's, this wasn't like a sex work is work sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Which I'm, this wasn't I'm, an empowering sort of move. Side note: I'm all for uh, like I'm pro sex worker, but oh, absolutely. But uh, uh, this, this was not that. Not that. No, this was not that at all. So, um. What this great saint did was he dropped some coin into the house, which uh, I, th- there's kind of some discrepancies, but so apparently he put it in the window and dropped some gold in there so that they would have money for a dowry. Right, yeah. Um, and a Correct me if I'm wrong, but apparently after he did this, he continued this behavior? Yeah, so from what we were looking at earlier, from what I could gather, was that he continued this practice not only just for these three sisters, but he started doing it for for other families that couldn't afford the dowry for their daughters. Um, and he would do it kind of anonymously, but somehow they everybody figured yeah, out it was like, him. Yeah, they just kind of knew. Like, I... I Looking, he wasn't trying to gain any sort of, you know, he wasn't doing it to like make you put himself on a pedestal. Maybe he was trying to get more followers, maybe get some more likes. 
Yeah, some more likes. He just wanted more likes on his posts. I don't. I mean, I don't. Well, we what can, did people do back then? Just come and put like a check mark on your door once you got enough followers. I think they got a blue check mark on the door. On their like door, on, like on Twitter or whatever. I don't, verified. He's a verified. He was saint. verified, but I think he was trying to do it. I think the idea was that he was trying to do it anonymously, but it got out that he was the right. one who was doing it. Um, my whole point being that he, he wasn't doing it to you know boost himself in any sort of way. He was just trying to do it because this whole idea of Saint Nicholas of Santa Claus is is he he's trying to just do good for good's sake, right? Do good for goodness sake? Yeah, did, did, honestly, did you, yeah. Was that intentional? No, that was not intentional. Oh, so be good for goodness sake, you little son of a bitches. Um, but then he was doing this, and then other people saw what he was doing, and they started doing it, and they started just, because it was all done anonymously, they started attributing it every time that, that somebody would mysteriously right. leave the dowry for the daughter. They would attribute it to, to St. Nicholas. Right, I, I, I so... From what I can gather is like people just like so people just started putting out their stockings and shoes in hopes that someone would leave something. But um and, and I think it even it, it got to the point, yeah, like where just random ass neighbors are just dropping off like here's a I don't know, like a satchel of of seed for the coming year. Have some rye, hope it doesn't rot. Like you know, just like leaving random. Shit. Yeah, it's starting to. The, so, so now we have a uh, mysterious figure who is flying on something very far away. We can't tell if it's a reindeer or an eight-legged horse. Um, <laughs> we have uh, Mithra, who was born on December twenty-fifth of a virgin. Um, a virgin birth, not virgin. This, well, um, this god had a virgin birth. Right. Yeah, it, yeah, was yeah, a, yeah. it was a. It was a. It was immaculate. Yeah. It was an immac- <laughs> It was a. It was a different type of birth. It was not. Um, your typical conception. Right. So we have that. And now we have um, from actual St. Nicholas, this, this idea of gift giving. Now, I don't know that um, this was necessarily tied to that time of the year. Was it? Um, Do you know? No. I yeah. I, that's something I didn't come across that where, where I, that was necessarily tied to that. But I, I think, I think our next step kind of puts us in that. Like, so, the Sinterklaas thing, right? So you you know more about this than and and well, I I don't know a ton. And this, so this is more of like, more of a Dutch kind of an influence, I guess. Yeah, this is from Netherlands, and um, and so Sinterklaas just means Saint Nick. It's it it's talking about. The same, the same figure, the right? same figure, but it has become, and, and this is something that they still celebrate. Like they still celebrate it. He's like a folk hero, right? Right, kind right. Of. And they have like parades, and there's an image, and it is an image of Saint Nicholas. This big guy with the white, white beard. Right, right, and he's dressed in the uh, the bishop garb, um, red and white bishop garb, and. So he traditionally rides a white horse. Um, now, we had um, we've had a lot of trouble uh, in in the recent past, and not wanting to like. I guess what I'm trying to say is like I've been very angry 
within the past several months with a lot of the um, troubles in America with with the racial issues. It's, yeah, we've had a we had a good go of uh, racial tension. Yeah, and I've been very upset and angry, and um, and so I've tried to stay away from it. But here we go again. Like I can't, we can't not bring this up with the whole. Cinder no, this is super thing. interesting. I had no yeah. idea about this. Yeah, and and being American, like I'm so far removed from what's going on in Europe. I'm not a very traveled person, and, and I would have no reason to really start looking up Sinterklaas, right? Like, why would I look this right? Shit up? Yeah, like but, I've never even like I've never heard of Sinterklaas before. Right, today. I did, but but yeah, I just wanted to to kind of delve into the history of Santa Claus for something fun to talk about at this time of year. And then um, I come across this thing called Zwartpeten. Zwartpeten, which transfer uh, translates into Black Peter. Right. <sighs> Man, these motherfuckers over there. Listen, like, uh, there's They're more to blackface, it. They're in blackface, bro. There's more to They're in blackface, though. Okay. There's more to okay, it. Okay, you can, you can tell me more about it. Please, if you have the chance or the opportunity to do so, um, this is a tradition that I'm, uh, I'm assuming is still going on, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, this is modern day. This is modern day. So in the Netherlands, they have instead of elves for Santa's helpers, um, and they do a festival where they have Dutch people dress in blackface. And uh, the they are called uh, what? What is the Zwartpeten? Zwartpeten. Zwartpeten is the Dutch word for Black Peter, right? Black Peter. And there's more than one, right? It's like a, a term. Yeah, for yeah. It's kind of like a, a Black this, Peters, or right. And, and here's the thing: is like, um, so do do you? So the kind of the history of where the the Black Peter came from, there's kind of there was a couple of, um, a couple of theories. There's no definitive there, yeah, idea of where this really of where actually exactly originated. came from. Um, well, there, let me uh, let me paint a picture real quick for people, just in, in case yeah, they're not yeah, seeing yeah, this. Please. So imagine, um, imagine Santa Claus with his big white beard. He's got on like a Pope hat, right? He's got his uh, his staff, his rounded staff. <laughs> Um, he's got on a Pope hat, and for his helpers, he has, uh, what are they dressed like? Kind of like, um... Like court gestures, almost. But but that's what they, they look like, court gestures to me. But apparently that is the attire of, like, uh, almost noble attire, I yeah, think. It's not, it's not, um, so they are, they are... Black men, but they're no, not. No, no, no. They're these are not. These black are, they are not actually. But it, the original idea of Black Peter was that he was a dark skinned man from of they were probably dark skinned people of, of Moorish descent. Probably that's one of the theories. It, it is my so you have Santa Claus and he is flanked by two men dressed in what we, we in America might consider like kind of. You're right, like kind of like a jester. Not really a jester, though. Like they don't have like the three pointed hat. It's kind of like an aristocracy sort of robe, but they're bl- they're white people in blackface. They are in blackface. Bro, these cats are in straight blackface. up in blackface. They even they painted their lips super red. Um, okay, yeah, and, and so here's the thing. When I look at this shit, 
you have to pull up images. You have to go look up Zwart Peaton. And if I'm not going to even try to sp- spell this shit for you, but um, look up Santa Claus. If you look and up, I, that's all I typed in. Just say, just say Google. Look up Santa Claus, and then you will see pictures of Zwart Peaton of Black Peter. Now, there's a few theories behind this, and I'm not justifying. I'm just telling you. And I'll let I'll let I'll let Stefan uh, round up the last one. So, like you said, um, you know the Moors that it could possibly be that um, Saint Saint Nicholas um, traveled with a Moor in his day, and that's just and it's just a reflection of that. The other thing, the other theory, is that Saint Nicholas freed a slave that a child that was enslaved in Babylon mm-hmm. yep. that was of African descent. And that after he freed the slave, that he just kind of hung out with them and they just kind of, you know, went around doing their, their, doing their, their saintly deeds and they yep. just kind of hung out. And so like, I'm cool with that. Like, I think that's a kind of a cool picture is like this dude. Like he, that's know, a much not, prettier picture than, what 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 I'm seeing right now? Because what I'm seeing right now, it's just a white dude in blackface, blackface standing next to Santa Claus. Well, standing next next to Santa Claus. Santa Claus. You right. got to stop calling him Santa Claus because this ain't Santa Claus. It's not Santa okay. Claus. You're right. It's Santa Claus. So that's one theory is that it was a freed slave. Um, another theory is that Santa Claus's helper would go down the chimneys to drop off. The goods okay, yeah, and I would get covered this. in soot, and that is why he was black. It was because he was covered in soot, and so there's three theories. The fourth one is kind of a stretch, but I, I'll, I'll let you kind of ring this one in, or, or whatever you want to call it. Is that um, where there's these parallels between Santa Claus? or even Santa Claus and Odin. Well, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, had, I had forgotten about that. This one. This one seems like a bit of a stretch for me. It is a stretch. But so <clears throat> we have within Europe, right, within the European population, there seems to be within mainland Europe and, and even within the UK and stuff, there are remnants of of paganism and everything excuse me yeah that it that permeates everything while these people didn't write any of this stuff down this these oral traditions and stuff sign of got passed along and when christianization came along they all kind of got blended in so one theory and this one is a stretch to me but one theory is that um so odin had two ravens um, and their names escape me right now. And it was like one starts with an H, one starts with an M, Hyungen and Mungen. I might be saying that wrong. And one represents memory and one represents thought. And these ravens would um, hang out with Odin in Valhall, um, in, in, in Valhalla, in the hall. And then they would go out into the world and they would hang out near people. Now, you got to understand that people were living in like thatched roof houses back then. So they didn't have necessarily what we would think of as a chimney. 
they had an opening, right, uh, where their heat fire would, the smoke would go out. And these two black ravens that were associated with Odin would go out and they would sit by people's, the openings of like what we would consider their chimneys, but they're really just a hole. Right. So here's kind of a triple tie in. We've got the thatch hole. We've got holes in roofs where smoke was coming out that's very similar to a chimney. We got the saint dropping shit down chimneys. And then we got our boy Santa Claus today always crawling down chimneys. Just a fun little wrap up, a fun little like uh, tying together of these things. So, like, Santa Claus knows who's good and bad and stuff. Kind of, if you take this from a Norse Odin, Odinic, I don't know what word I'm trying to say here, but from, like, a Norse perspective with Odin included, the ravens would sit on, and you got to understand these are etheric beings that could probably be in more than one place at one time. But they would sit next to the um, openings within people's roofs, and they would listen, and that, and then they would carry back to Odin and tell Odin what's going on in the world. So he right. knew about every person from these ravens. Now, the one theory is that Black Peter, um, why, how do you what? Zwart Peten. Zwart Peten. Just you can say Black Peter. We know Black what we're talking Peter, about at this right. point. So Black Peter was um, actually a, somehow a representation of Odin's ravens. That seems like a stretch to me. Yeah, I don't know how we went from a raven to this. Well, he's a honky in blackface. Let's just—he's a. It is most certainly a white man in awful, horrible blackface. I'm not even doing that to like virtue signal people or anything. It's just a really bad blackface. Yeah, just like this it's is, not. This even, is not. This is not Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic <laughs> Thunder. Is not good blackface. Not that there funny. is. No, 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 no. But, but. I think that like if you look at Tropic Thunder, we this is this is about the this is about the only modern example where I can say that is not offending me. And as a white man, like that doesn't that didn't offend me. This shit right here is offensive, bro. But anyway, this is modern day, and my thing is if Black Peter is a positive figure, which I am willing to believe it comes from positive origins, and because this stuff does predate the slave the dutch slave oh, that's trade. a that is a good yeah, point yeah. this yep. predates dutch slave trade so, so this whole this whole idea of Sinterklaas and black peter predates the yeah. dutch slave trade this was before they even started like hundreds of years before they started the right slave yeah trade. because i mean you have to think about saint nicholas was third and fourth century right yeah this right? is not far Sinterklaas comes di- is directly derived from that so i mean this was Pre-Dutch slave trade, not pre-slavery, because slavery has been going on as long as we can see, and as long as we know. And right, yeah. I mean, um, so my thing is, if he's a positive character, why, why can't you just have some black folks, why aren't any black folks stepping up over in Europe and and playing, um, or not playing, or just portraying Black Peter opposed to this wild-ass shit that I'm looking at. That I do not know. Um, so that's something to be looked at. So I just, this is just, this is really just an educational opportunity for us. 
really? Like, this is why yeah, we do I didn't this? Know. I had no stuff? idea that this was a thing. And to have, uh, like, this, we just want to learn stuff and have fun. Like, we don't know shit about shit. But this is like, hey, America, if you don't know about this, go look up um, Sinterklaas and Zwart Peten. And we're going to leave it at that and let you just figure out what you think about these European honkies in blackface. And that's all I'm going to leave it at. So, the next thing I got for you, Steffi, is um, Chris Kendall. You know this guy? Chris, uh, Chris, um, Kendall. Kendall. You ever heard of that? Chris Kendall. What's that mean to you? I've heard of Chris Kringle. Um, so I know, I know, uh, I, I've heard of Chris Kringle, um, but I don't know about, was it Christ Kindle? Chris, Chris, Christ, Christ Kindle, Chris Kindle. So, so uh, I'm going to, I'm going to stop you there. Yeah. Um, we're, Please. we're, we're at about an hour. I think that we're going to, uh, we're going to, cause we actually, the, we did not realize how much fucking shit went into making what we have today. What we're going to celebrate in just a few days is Christmas. There's a lot to this. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to come back. We're going to, we're going to take a break now. Um, thank you for listening. No, to this. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. We'll leave this stuff th- to make it more digestible. Cause we have some, we have some, even some more other stuff, some Factors. shamanic stuff. Uh, yeah. I want to talk about Krampus a little bit. So um, yeah, 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 let's let's uh let's let's break. Um thank you for joining us on this episode and please uh, tune in for the next episode yeah, if, of Sunday Worship for the rest of this. This is like our this is like our third episode we're putting out. If you like this at all, please go to Apple Podcasts or whatever, let, write a review for us. Um, even if it's a mean one, I don't care. Oh, absolutely. We always accept, uh, give us all zeros or whatever. Definitely Send us hate, hate mail. mail. Um, the Sunday worship at gmail.com. The Sunday worship at gmail.com. Um, if you, you want to send personal us. hate mail to Steffi. No, we're just going to go with that one from now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll just send some we'll personal just, hate mail to that. Yeah. We'll, we'll take um, it. We'll just, we'll stick to the hate mail on that one. Um, we also we have a Facebook page, um, which is the Sunday Worship. It's our podcast page. Uh, we have a couple of videos on there. We post memes. Yeah, we, shit. that's where and that's where we put any shorts that we do. We'll we'll put on there so you can come check out our shorts. You, right now, not the shorts that we're wearing, but if you want to buy those, like I will sell you my shorts. Yeah, for absolutely. Sure. Worn, unworn. You tell me what to do. Send that to the email. <laughs> if, tell if, me what to do. You tell me what you want me to do on those shorts, <laughs> and I'll sell them to you. But uh, yeah, man. So and then I think we have a we, we have an Instagram we have an too. Instagram. Yeah, just we look just up the Sunday it. worship. Um, we haven't got any content up there yet, but it will be soon. Um, so yeah, catch us on the next right. well, episode. Uh, happy uh, winter solstice, everybody! Solstice. And uh, we this uh, there will be a part two coming out. Uh, we might even just release them at the same yeah, time. But same I don't want to. I, I, some people don't want to listen to a three and a half hour long podcast. So we're, we're going to cut it short tonight. Peace. But we are the Sunday worship. Thank you for listening. Uh, Santa Claus is a racist. <laughs>